Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about John Dewey. Um, Dewey is one of the philosophers that has been very influential in education, uh, although that has been changing a little bit in more recent times. Uh, some of his ideas have been challenged a little bit, but to be honest, I feel they've been challenged unsuccessfully. Uh, the things that they've put in place of Dewey have proven to be a complete failure, uh, to be honest. Uh, one of the things that Dewey would have been strongly opposed to is the whole idea of standardized testing. And we'll get to a little bit about why that is. But I want to talk about his education, his ideas about education, and also his ideas about democracy and how these things kind of tie in. Um, when it comes to education, Dewey was very much someone who prior to most other people, believed that education for children, for people in general, needed to be something that grabbed their interest. And, and this doesn't mean that it has to be all fun and entertaining. Um, you know, this is the complete opposite almost of what it means. Uh, it means it has to be something that is hands-on, something that is relevant to them. And this is definitely something that, as I taught college, I always tried to bring into all of my classes. You know, there are a lot of people who will look at the fact that, you know, I studied literature and philosophy and think, well, what can you do with that? And that's always the question you hear if you study literature or philosophy or both. You know, what can you do with that? And in my mind, they were always the most, the two most practical majors you could have. Um, yes, the other majors are practical as far as getting a job, um, if that's the only measure of practicality you have, then uh, I can see where you would sort of question how literature and philosophy would be practical, but getting a job is more than just getting it, you also have to be able to keep it, and part of being able to keep a job, you can't just have memorized things in your head. You have to know how to apply them. You have to know how to think creatively. You have to know how to, you know, work outside of what are the normal boundaries because sometimes novel problems come up. And if you're only taught to think down a straight path and, and don't have the ability to question, don't have the ability to come at things from different angles, you're going to be good as a technician you're not going to ever be someone who can innovate. Also, with literature and philosophy, we're dealing in the world of ideas and communication. And if you've worked in the job world, you know that communication is a huge part of almost every single job. And part of communication is not just being able to say what you want to say so that you understand it. You have to understand where other people are coming from and put things in terms they understand. For example, if you're an engineer for a company and you design a new product, well, if you can't explain it to the salespeople so that the salespeople can explain it to the people they're going to sell it to, it, it's kind of difficult to sell that product no matter how wonderful it is. So you have to be able to think from different perspectives. And literature and philosophy are definitely majors, definitely fields that cause you to think from different perspectives. And one of the things about the pragmatists, remember we talked about William James, is that a large 
focus that they have is on how these things work in the real world. And Dewey was the same way with education. You know, he felt that for students to actually learn, they can't just memorize things. They can't just be taught formulas. They can't be just taught to, you know, memorize facts and equations because there's no interest and there's no reason for people to retain things. And I can tell you, honestly, I've seen this. People that have, you know, the, the modern education system is built a lot around standardized tests. Students will memorize what they have to memorize for the test, and then 30 seconds after they've taken the test, they've forgotten all of it. And these memorized facts, even if they did keep them in their memory, they have no application for these. And, and Dewey was very much about people will learn if they have hands-on and understand application. So for him, education wasn't just about tests. It wasn't just about, you know, memorizing things. It was about students actually interacting with the information, seeing how it worked in the real world. And when they did that, they were able to retain it better. They were able to engage in it more. And they were able to have the information in ways that were useful. Now, Dewey was also a big fan of um, combining disciplines and seeing how they work together. Uh, think of it this way, you know, going back to the example I have with the engineer. Well, if you're an engineer, you have to know mathematics. You have to know physics, you know, some of the sciences. You also have to know writing to be able to communicate your ideas to people who won't understand the mathematics. Uh, and this is one of the things that he talked about. You have to have this, you have to see how these different fields fit together. And one of the criticisms of him is that he never, you know, sort of gets a system that is completely systematic. And that's because he didn't really believe in a system anymore. Not so much a system like Marx or like Hegel. Uh, what he believed in is more a system of how to, you know, how do you do things? How do you acquire knowledge? How do you put these things together? And so his system was ever expanding, expanding into psychology, expanding into you know, math, into physics, into, you know, the other sciences. Um, and this is a point of view that I think a lot of people want to dismiss him for. But in actuality, I think he has a healthier approach to the, you know, the conflict of ideas than what other, you know, more recent philosophers have taken. Case in point, the, you know, postmodern uh, a lot of the postmodern ideas are, well, it's too complicated to put it all together, so we're not even going to try. Uh, it, to me, that's almost a defeatist position to say, you know, well, there's things that don't seem to make sense together, so we'll just have to, you know, somehow pretend that these things don't all hang together somehow. And to be honest, there's only one universe, so there is somehow that these things do actually all hang together. And by ever expanding your knowledge, you come closer and closer to figuring out how they might fit together. Whereas if you just say, well, you know, these are just different disciplines and you, you can't think about them as, as connecting to each other because they're looking at things in different ways and using different language. And so, 
You know, there's there's no privileged way of seeing things. And Dewey would agree that there is no privileged way of seeing things. But Dewey would also counter that and say, but that doesn't mean you can't add these ways together. That doesn't mean you can't take physics and add it with chemistry and add it with biology and add it with logic and add it with mathematics and add it with social sciences and add it with psychology and get an ever-expanding view of the way things work together. Another um, benefit that I see to Dewey's system over a lot of the contemporary systems has to do with what he talked about with democracy. You know, he attacks Plato and he attacks the systems like Plato um, as, as, you know, and a lot of people, you know, uh, think that Dewey was unfair to Plato and that he wasn't, uh, that this is somewhere where he kind of failed in attacking Plato's system. But you have to remember, Plato's system and Dewey's system are not intended for the same kind of political system. Plato very much had an authoritarian system in mind. The philosopher kings were to rule everything, period. Everyone else had no say-so, and everyone else was just supposed to fall in line, learn the things they were supposed to learn. And so what Dewey is really attacking, whether people realize it or not, is the whole idea of an authoritarian system. While the ideas Plato came up with may work well in a society that is authoritarian, where there's no democracy, where there's no debate with the, you know, the regular people, it's a system that absolutely fails if you want to have a democracy. Um, and, you know, his ever-inclusive, ever-growing perspective of the world is exactly what you would expect you would have to have in a democracy. Because not everyone comes from the same background. Not everyone knows the same thing. Uh, not everyone has the same religious beliefs, the same social beliefs. And so how do you make this work? Well, you have to keep ever expanding so that you're adding all of these ideas together from all of these different groups and getting an ever larger picture of the world. As you're being more inclusive, as you're bringing these ideas in together, this is where you get a democratic system that can actually work because it's not a system where it's an us-against-you uh, type of arrangement like we have now. It's a system where, oh, we have these good ideas and you have these good ideas and let's put them together and, oh, wait, this group over here has these good ideas, so let's borrow those. And this group over here has these good ideas, so let's add that in there together. And you have an ever more functional society. Uh, when you go in for a system for a system that is um, more, you know, this is a solid foundation of knowledge and you can't question it, you're really getting into systems that are always going to be authoritarian. Um, this is one of the another criticism he has is that conservatives hate John Dewey. He's the epitome in their mind of what a liberal education is because conservative education wants you to be unquestioning of the way things are. You know, the, the founding fathers were perfect, the country's perfect, just do what you're supposed to do and everything will be okay. Listen to the, listen to the government, listen to the church. It, it's very much a system that is built on authoritarianism. And Dewey was very much against that, and that's part of why there's been such a backlash. Most of the backlash against Dewey, I think, has been more politically motivated than it has been motivated by 
the content of his actual ideas. <clears throat> when I listen to people who are talking about Dewey, I can almost tell you within a few minutes of them speaking about Dewey um, what their political perspective is because I can tell by what they attack about Dewey and the fact that they don't really attack it. They just sort of throw it off was, well, he was obviously wrong about this and go on. Um, and if you're familiar with philosophy at all, that's not the way you refute an argument. Um, this is, you know, this is actually a logical fallacy where you just say, well, obviously they were wrong about this, so, you know, we'll ignore this part or we'll, you know, you know, this this is where the his ideas or her ideas have a limit without actually giving, okay, give me proof that this person was wrong about this idea. Give me proof that the idea you're trying to slide in there kind of uh, subtly is actually an idea that holds more weight. Um, Dewey would be very much uh, uh, opposed to that, and if he were still alive, he would definitely have some answers for that, and those those answers would be, as I'm saying, okay, prove what you have to say is true. You know, prove that we should just believe you on authority. Um, and, you know, again, this is definitely one of the reasons that uh, education, if the educators are following the ideas of hands-on, uh, ever-expanding, ever-inclusive knowledge, um, this is one of the things that the conservatives really hate and label, you know, a, a de and demonize as a liberal education. Okay, I'm going to break off uh, on this episode there. Um, I will be heading back into the world of literature in the next episode. I hope all of you are doing well, and I hope all of you are staying safe. Have a good night.